Hey everyone, Billy Rainford from Direct Motocross here again. We got another little podcast interview. We got someone who uh, left our radar and now he uh, there are some blips on the screen and uh, there have been some sightings. I've got Brock Littner on the phone here. Brock, hey man, thanks for talking with us. How you doing? Good man, doing really good. Just kicking it down here in beautiful Southern California. Well, see, this is uh, this is the whole reason for this phone call. I thought uh, we wouldn't be speaking to you for a few years in a uh, maybe in a where are they now kind of thing, but uh, rumors of your retirement were greatly exaggerated, huh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I I I thought I was was throwing the boots in and retiring, but hey, everything everything happens for a reason, and we uh, we definitely got a lot to catch up about. <laughs> okay, well. Well, let's back it up for some people who may not uh, remember. The old uh, 497 was the guy we were following around the old West Coast Supercross a couple of years back or whatever. And uh, let's talk about um, a bit of that. We'll kind of get to, you know, the injuries and what kind of happened. But because obviously the interest is way up again because we had Tyler Gibbs last weekend in San Diego. You're familiar with the San Diego round. Talk about uh, a little bit about that. I mean, you went down, um, you know, you knew all about that. How did your Supercross go a couple of years back? Yeah, no, Supercross is, is always something that, that I wanted to do as a kid. And I mean, when, when I got the opportunity to, to really kind of pursue it and start giving it a whirl, I, I loved it. And San Diego was, was my first ever kick at the cat as well. And I can't remember the exact year. It was, I think it was like three or maybe even four years ago. Um, after I was doing all the arena cross down in the States with Justin Thompson and all them, that was the first one I gave her a go at, and uh, it it was it was rough. It it didn't go near as planned, but I went in with no expectations, and then then just slowly grew from there. And one year led to another, and the whole Supercross thing started to become something that I really wanted to do. And I uh, I would come down and put the work in, just like just like the rest of us have. And I mean, it was it was cool this last weekend to see little little Tyler Gibbs back in it too and that was the first one that he he did as well so it seems like uh san diego is kind of the one to to go to for your first one and it's uh i mean no better stadium to go to you're right downtown san diego what what better place yeah man okay so all right so when was it then okay so take us through the next uh, year after that i mean how man how long has it been since you raced up here well in uh what would it have been twenty eighteen i did i did the full west coast supercross and then in uh right after Seattle actually when I drove home i uh i went out to i believe it was Paris on a tuesday and i uh i ended up t- uh going down and i tore my a c l m c l meniscus and that was why I was out last year all the twenty nineteen season right. And um, I got surgery on April 13th. It was a Friday the 13th. So, uh, I mean, surgery went well. Everything went well. And then I uh, I just slowly kept plugging away and got back on the bike. And we were down here down here training. And this was last year. And uh, right at the start of 2019, I came down. And I was, I was putting in a lot of work. And I, uh, I was really having fun again. And I, I did the Future West Arena Cross last year, and I finished strong. I got second there behind Colin, and I mean, him and I had a blast doing that, and it was just such a fun time to be back on the bike, and I had no expectations, and I just wanted to to go out, have fun, and see where the results kind of took me, and I, 
just some some bad luck kind of came my way again and i mean it it sucks being being the guy on the injury list all the time but um in in calgary april 13th a, a year to the day i uh i had a fluke little little accident where i went down in a rhythm on the first lap of practice i just clipped a tough walk that was kind of in the track and then a guy actually just sent it into the rhythm section landed straight on me and uh i ended up breaking my pelvis in two spots and separating a little bit of the pelvic area um like a centimeter and a half so that was that was super tough i couldn't feel my legs for about two and a half minutes and I, uh, I, I tell everyone that's the longest two and a half minutes that, that I'll ever live. Like I, I was almost fully accepting the fact that I was going to be in a wheelchair the rest of my life. And it was scary. Yeah. I just remember my dad looking at me and it was before my, my mom and girlfriend got down and he came running up and he said, what hurts? And I just said, I couldn't feel my legs and I just saw his jaw drop and it was tough. It, uh, it wasn't, wasn't fun. And, the, the medical crew ended up getting me off the track and I, I got, uh, I got some good medication to say the least in the, in the ambulance. So that was good. And spent a couple of days in the hospital and then I was actually in a wheelchair for a month and I slept on a lazy boy chair for a month because <laughs> I couldn't get up or anything and used a walker to go 10 feet to the bathroom. And that was my life. So I, I played video games and then when I got healed, it was, I was, uh, I was fully accepting the fact that I was I was going to be done racing. Right, yeah, because I know I spoke with you uh, right around that time, kind of thing, and that was that was it. You said, uh, you know, that's what you said. You said I'm done racing, and I mean, you know, you move on to your uh, your golf career. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I uh, those those two nights in a hospital, it was tough. I the first night I was in a lot of pain, and I was up all hours of the night, so it would. It was like four in the morning and I'm sitting there going through my contact list, trying to find people on the East coast to call. And I remember I called Justin Thompson and a couple other people and I just shot the shit and I just, I needed someone to talk to to try and just keep my, my mind at ease. And the next day, actually, I, uh, I think it was the day of the masters, the final round. And right before they kicked off, right before Tiger teed off, me and Sean Hamlin actually got on a phone call and, he said to me, uh, we were just talking and I was like, man, like, I, I think I'm done. And he, he felt, he felt for me. And he said, you know what, kid, like, why don't you go whack the white ball around for a little bit and just clear your mind and see, see where that takes you. So it was, it, it's kind of funny. That's when I talked to you. And I mean, one of my best friends, he's a pro golfer. So I've, uh, I've, I've had the privilege to kind of be around him quite a bit and, I've caddied for him and everything. And as soon as I got healthy, he, he messaged me and he's like, you want to be on the bag? And so I was stoked. You know, I, I didn't even, didn't even look at motocross all summer. Like I said, I was, I was fully accepting the fact that now I was going to hang up the boots and I didn't, I didn't do a post for a reason. You know, I, I, I didn't exactly know where my head was at. I was 99% sure that I was going to be done, but, there was that still 1% where I was kind of on the fence. Right. And it was, uh, it was tough. I, I hit reality. Like I, I went and I got a full-time job. I was selling cars and it was fun. I really enjoyed it. And, but then 
when that time hit and I uh I actually got a call from from a couple people and they they just wanted to talk to me about motocross and I didn't didn't really care to talk about it at first and then I then I started talking about it and they're like, you know, you should you should really come out to the track and whatnot. So I went out and I watched and then I actually called up my uh my friend that helps me out at at Redline Powercraft through Kawasaki Canada and everything and he uh I just called to apologize and say, you know, hey man Sorry, I've kind of been MIA. I just I needed that that six seven months kind of to reconnect and see see what I really wanted to do. And first thing he said to me is like, "So do you want to go back racing?" And I said, I, "I'd love to, but you know, like I I don't know how how I'd be able to do it. I uh, I, I think I've I've lost a lot of support. Right? Like I've been out of it for now pretty much two years basically, and no one no one wants to help." help that out so he said to me he's like well whatever you need count us in and i just that was such a weight lifted off my shoulder i i was actually at work sitting on a pallet when i was on my lunch break i called him and like i almost cried it was it was so cool and he he got me he got me two bikes shipped out within like two days and it was just it was awesome i was i was so happy and it was the best decision i've ever made and I just, I I can't thank everyone that's kind of talked to me and been like, hey man, like keep your head up. There's a there's a lot of lot of times where I was I was just really bummed out. I wanted to I wanted just to make money and but then when I actually went and I was making money, I'm like, you know what? This isn't that fun. Like I can make money in years years down the road, and I mean, hopefully I can I can make some money this year and things work out for me. But like I feel there's more in the tank, and I uh, I'm not willing to to live two years down the road and wonder what would have happened the the summer of 2020 and and so forth. So I uh, I'm I'm ready to give her another go. Well, that's amazing, man. Hey, how old are you now, by the way? I just turned 22 in December. So oh, man, still young. I uh, that, yeah, that's why I say I. I, I really wanted to go work and make a bunch of money and be able to kind of do what I wanted and start getting a a career path going. But this is this is what I've ate, slept, and bled my whole life, right? Since I was three and a half years old, the first time I swung a leg over a dirt bike, that's all I've known. So it's uh, it's tough to walk away that easy. Well, I want to ask you too. I mean, uh, obviously, it's a pretty common story in in motocross and in, in most sports. Really, is the whole uh, you you guys as a family? I mean, you're so close. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen you at a race where one or both of your parents and your you know aren't there. You know what I mean? So, what was there? How were they behind you in this whole process, getting back at it and stuff? So the funny thing is, uh, I actually I didn't tell my mom at first because <laughs> I, I knew how where her mindset was and she didn't she didn't want me to to go back racing and I'm sure she she wanted me to in a sense but you know just the the mom instinct set in and she's she's not happy with seeing her her one and only son getting hurt as much as I have and you know I'm I'm not happy with how much I've gotten hurt <laughs> either and neither is my dad but. You know, it's it's something that that we have done as a family our our whole life, and I mean, you pretty much ask every anyone 
that's uh that's been around the sport it's always me my mom and dad and that that's how we've traveled the country and everything so it was uh another lunch break at work i i called my dad the the night before and i was like hey do you want to want to meet me for lunch and he came into penticton and picked me up and we were, we were going for lunch and it, it was a little bit quiet because he, he had no idea what I was going to talk to him about, but he kind of, he knew that I wanted to talk to him about something. <laughs> first thing, first thing I said was, all right, I just want you to let you, I just want to let you know, this isn't me asking for money or anything like that, but this is, this is my decision. And I've already got some things lined up. I'm going to go back racing this year. And his, he, he was mind blown. He was like, <laughs> well, that's not the news I was, I was thinking I was hearing today. And, you know, he was happy. And then, and then he, the second thing he said to me, he's like, just so you know, I'm not going to be the one that tells your mom this. And <laughs> I was like, no, no. He's like, you don't, you don't go to tell her. Like I'll tell her, but I wanted to, I know, I know how she is w- with the topic at the time. So I wanted to, to break the ice with you first. So that's kind of where that went. And then just since, since that day, I, uh, I really just started grinding back in the gym and you know i was still going to the gym and everything but i mean when when i was working i was working six days a week and eight to six and by the time you get done work you just want to go home and make dinner and go to sleep you don't even really want to go to the gym and on my on my days off that was the last thing i was doing i was hitting the golf course if anything so (laughs) once once that hit i uh i just went and i got my gym memberships back and I just started going four times a week and crushing it in the gym and getting getting strengthened back up and it was it was cool. I actually got a cool opportunity to uh to go work for the Future West Arena Cross Series. So I was there for all the rounds except the last one cuz I was down here. But I was able to me and Ryan were were always together in that and he was the main ref and I was able to kind of be by his side through it all and so the one the one weekend I took my bike down and I rode and just to see how I want how I felt because prior to that I I rode once with two coworkers from my house down to the lake on a gravel road <laughs> and then once in the field Dad was cruising around on one of my bikes and I didn't even really want to ride at that time I was like you know what no because my mind was almost made up that I was done and riding around in a field didn't interest me. So I uh, I took my bike down to Chilliwack and definitely wasn't the, the brightest move to go down and ride an arena cross track your first time back. But I went out and I was smart and just had some fun and hit some jumps and I was I was nervous sitting just waiting to go out and it was just practice like free you pay and you go practice like a Thursday the day before night the race and, yeah 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 Thursday night and I the double was small and I'm looking at the double. I'm like, dude, I got to hit it. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if I remember how to hit a jump right now. Like it's been so long. And it was funny. I went, I took off, did a little wheelie down the start straight, turned the corner and there was like a little double and I just seat bounced it and then just got right into the kind of the rhythm of the track. And (laughs) I didn't, I didn't hit the double in the first lap, but I hit it the second lap and, a couple of my friends that were there and the families that I was staying with, they, they just started laughing and whatnot. Cause they knew how nervous I was on the, on the start straight. And 
I was I was sitting there talking to Dylan Delaplace. I'm like, dude, I'm like I'm shitting razor blades right now. Like I I'm nervous. And he starts laughing at me. It was it was comical, but no, it was it was good. It was it was fun to to go down and ride, and it really it gave me a starting point because after I finished riding and I was walking around, my my hip was really sore and it felt like someone was stabbing me. So I knew that I needed to target more areas in the gym. And when I went home from all of December and all of January, I just hammered the, the parts of my body that I knew I needed to strengthen the most. And after the first day of riding down here, I, I knew what I did paid off because everything feels good. It feels intact. I, I feel 110%. And I mean, I, I couldn't be happier. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, Speaking of golf, before I forget to ask you this, are, uh, I know Sean Hamlin's a golfer. Uh, too. Are you guys both scratch golfers? Uh, he's definitely way better than I am. Um, I He is a scratch golfer, so he he tells me that his handicap's a two, but I'm I'm pretty sure that it's a it's a zero. <laughs> but it's uh, it, maybe he throws that odd shot in there every once in a while to keep it up there. But no, he's, he's definitely way better than I am. Um, last year was definitely my year for golf though. I got two hole in ones. I was stoked on that. I, uh, I, I made 775 us here in Palm Springs on a, on a hole in one challenge. So I was stoked on that. And then, then I got one in Summerland as well, but wow. I can tell you they're not as cool when you don't win money. No, and don't you, don't you have to buy everybody? I wouldn't know, but don't you have to buy the round in the nineteenth uh, hole? Yeah, well, you're you're supposed to, but at the resort <laughs> Go straight here, to your where, car. <laughs> where my parent where my parents have a place, that that's what everyone was saying. And I I looked at them all, and they're all retired. And I said, you know, I I don't feel that I need to to buy you guys money because I think you guys all have enough money to to buy the whole whole facility. So. <laughs> I uh they they were they laughed and I I was able to keep all the money and my parents always bugged me they're like you, you didn't give any to us yeah. I always just laugh I'm like ah, I I bought everything in my bag so, so <laughs> technically this is paying me back for everything that's in my golf bag <laughs> All right well let's uh okay so let's talk about the you know the steps that went into now you're when did this all come up? I mean, what's, uh, what are you, what are you doing down there? What are you planning for? What, uh, when did you, who are you with? How'd you get down there? What, what, uh, what would you do? You packed up and headed down. What are you doing? Yeah. So after the, the second last round in, in Chilliwack there, I, I packed all my stuff and had my van loaded. I had my van down there and, uh, packed it all up with my, with two bikes and all my clothes and everything. And, Right from there, I, I wanted to work one last weekend and make some extra cash to be able to kind of cover the gas fees coming down. And I uh, I left from Chilliwack on February 2nd at 9.30, showed up 100 miles out of Bakersfield at 3.30 a.m., just driving solo, and hmm. then uh, finished off the drive the next morning. Got, uh, got here the morning of the 3rd, and I'm with my parents. My parents have a place down here in Palm Springs. So this is where I'm staying, uh, same resort as I was last year when I was training down here. Okay. And you know, it's, it, I, I do have to drive a little bit more, but I can't complain. I, I have a full gym here that I don't have to pay a membership and 
I have a lane pool that I can go swim laps. There's lots of trails for mountain biking, great roads for road biking. And I mean, like I said, I got to add a little bit of time, but at the same time, my days off, I'm, I live right on a golf course. So there, there you go. Another, another golf jab right there, but <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, it, it's funny. So many people that, uh, that don't, don't know that I, I love golf. They're like, once they've figured out, they ask like, how do you, how do you race a dirt bike and then go to a game that's so boring? And hmm. I'm like, well, to me, it's not boring, but also to me, it's, it goes hand in hand, both, both sports for me. I, what I, what I struggle with in motocross, I also struggle with in golf. And when I can correct both of them, I find it actually helps me on the track even that much more. And it just takes my mind away from motocross. And, you know, for, for a lot of years, I, I overthought a lot of things and I, I'd get done at the track and I'd go and talk about motocross with my parents all night or also with friends or trainers or mechanics, whatever it was. And, you know, now I, I come home and they ask how the track was, say it was good, say what I did. I go to the gym and then honestly, usually I go hit a couple holes before it gets dark out. And that's just the way that I, I ease my mind. Some people, do yoga or meditate my thing is going to golf it actually just clears my mind gets me gets me in a fresh state for the next day well, that's awesome yeah yeah for sure hey well what's uh like where have you been practicing you do the drive all the way out to uh to the normal tracks or what do you do how far are they from there yeah so my my schedule right now uh, i'm gonna i'm doing four days a week so a monday tuesday thursday friday um i'm, I'm doing star west which is now state fair and then uh, Paris on Fridays, Paula, and then I'll probably start going to Glen Helen next week. Okay. But, uh, this today being Thursday, the day that it's usually GH, I, uh, I said, you know what? It's only my fourth day back on the bike. I don't think GH is in the picture right now. So mm. I, uh, starting next week, it'll be Star West, Paula, Glen Helen, Paris. So, um, it's definitely a bummer that a couple of these tracks are, are gone now, but the, the new, the new tracks like Star West, that obviously it's an old track, but finally back up and running, even though it's not big and fast and like a full outdoor track, there's, there's still so much stuff that I can work out there. So I'm, I'm super happy. And it's to that track, it's only like 45 minutes for me. And then the long one is Paula. It's right. kind of like an hour and 45, hour and a half to get there. So I definitely got to get up kind of early to make it out there. But it's, hmm. uh, like I said, at the end of the day, I, I love where I live. That's amazing. Okay. So what's, uh, so you say you've only been on the bike four days. Yeah. Maybe today was the fifth day. I, uh, I think, yeah, I, today was the fifth day. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been really good. I I'm just trying to, to reinforce all the, the good habits where I left off. And I know I'm not going to have the same speed where I left off, but if I can, can have the same technique from, from last year when I was down here training and try and better it, then the speed will come. Okay. Well, I have to ask, I have to ask what is the, uh, what is the goal? What's the plan here? I mean, I mean, obviously you love the supercross stuff. What's, what are you, what are you thinking? So this year I, uh, I'm not going to do any of the arena cross or anything or the supercross side of it. I'm just going to do strictly outdoors mm-hmm. unless I get a deal. 
at the end of outdoors or something like that to, uh, to go do more stuff. Um, definitely the goal at the end of this year is, is to get some sort of a deal. Um, I'm, I'm basically doing it on my own this year. Right now, I, uh, I am my biggest sponsor as far as money wise goes, uh, in my, in my motocross savings fund kind of thing. So obviously my parents are helping out huge with giving me a place to stay and paying for diesel and stuff right now while I'm, while I'm down here. But like I said earlier on, when I, when I had the conversation with my parents right from the start, I, I made it clear, like, I'm, I'm not wanting to get back into racing and looking for money from them. You know, like this is, this is my choice. And if, uh, like I, I keep saying to everyone, if, if by the end of the year, I'm, I got $10 or two dimes to rub together, that so be it. I, I know that I put my max effort in and, I, uh, I, I hope it pays off and I, I can keep racing next year and everything and keep the, keep the dream alive. Yeah. But you know, what's going to happen. Your parents can't have you go to the race by yourself in your sprinter van. They're going to want the motor home cause they're going to want to be there too. So it's, it's going to be full on. Yeah. I, I kind of, <laughs> I, I talked to him in a sense and I was like, you know, I, I, I don't know if you guys are like what your guys' plan is for the summer or anything, but I just, I want to, I want to do things different this summer. And I, uh, like, like I said, just a minute ago, like a lot of it, it, it's all, I'm, I'm trying to find sponsors to, to help out financially a little bit, but other than that, like it's, it's coming out of my pocket. And I, I told them, I was like, if you guys want to come to the West rounds, like that's, that's totally cool. Or come to as many rounds as you want. But you know, I, I want my setup and my pit, my pit area the way that I'm I'm going to have it and I just want it to be me and my sprinter and my tent and you know if if they want to come support me then by all means I would I would love that but at at the same time I'm I'm getting older and I need to uh I need to learn how to do things for myself as well and I don't I don't need them there to always point me in the right directions. It's like I said, it's time for me to step up a little bit as well. And I mean, as much as I would love to have them at every round, I, uh, I know they would like to do some things for themselves as well. And, <laughs> you know, this motocross thing is, has tied them down every summer. And I, I see how much fun that they've, they've had the last couple of summers with, uh, with being able to be on the boat and surfing and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, a hundred, hundred and ten percent, they miss racing, but at the same time, it's something that they haven't been able to do before because our whole lives have been at, spent at the motocross tracks. So it's uh, it's one of those things where you know if if they want to do do their own thing, then I, I fully fully respect that, and it's uh, it's just the way it goes. It's time to grow up. <laughs> Yeah, it happens to us all, man. But uh, hey, um, I was going to ask you on uh, Supercross. You're out there um, next year. You looking at some uh, American Supercross or what? Would you like to do more? <laughs> I would. I would obviously love to do more Supercross. I would love to to do Supercross on a 450. And I mean, I can't afford to do things on a 250 out of my pocket, or, or and I don't expect my parents to do that or anything. You know, like I said. I'm from this point on, I'm going to be out of my pocket. So I would love to do it. 
on a 450. And if I could get the opportunity to be, to be with some sort of team or some sort of support or anything like that, you know, I would, I would love to be able to do Supercross and then do the West Coast and then be able to do the, the Canadian Arena Cross and the outdoors and the Supercross and, <laughs> you know, do the full thing and keep, like I said, keep the dream alive. And I, I loved Supercross. It was something that I, I had a lot of fun at and, you know, you can, you can never stop learning. Right. Hey, do you have numbers on your bike? You have 497 or what do you got going on? No, we're, we're going with, uh, what we were supposed to be last year and going back to the amateur roots of 197. Oh, okay. 197. Nice. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. so how much longer are you going to stay down there? And, uh, I guess is your first race in Canada going to be, I guess, will you do some local stuff or first race going to be Calgary or what's, what's up? Um, I'm, I'm planning on first race being Calgary. Uh, I think I'm going to do a couple local races, maybe down here just to get a couple gate drops under the belt. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I've been away from the scene for quite a while. So I definitely need to have as much time on the bike as I can at, uh, at these facilities. So I'm going to be down here until around the first week of May. So I'll be down here training my butt off day and night. <laughs> so you're down there, you're down there riding the, uh, the motocross tracks, not the supercross tracks. Yeah. All motocross, no supercross on a 450. Correct. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing, man. It's always, uh, I mean, I remember I'd have to go back over our conversation from, uh, a while ago and I'm pretty sure I said to you, we're going to ask you again, if you're going to be fully retired. Cause I know what, when you said it, I said, yeah, I'm not sure I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, exactly. It's, it's tough. It was, it was one of those things where I thought that I was, I was going to be done, but <laughs> I got to, uh, I know there's more in the tank and I can't, I can't have that still in my body and go work for the rest of my life. I got to get that out of me. Yeah. No, uh, you don't want to be no regrets, no remorse, no what ifs, right? You want to, uh, leave it all out there, see what you got. So that's, well, Brock, it's really cool to talk to you about this, man. I'm, uh, I'm happy to hear that you're back. I mean, obviously the old Littner family was always one of the good ones to have at the races. So, I mean, I know you're not expecting much from them as far as that goes, but, uh, I know we're going to be seeing them there. Oh, Ricky wrench is back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I see the smile on his face when he's <laughs> at the track and you know, I, as soon as I come off it, he's like almost waiting there to grab the bike to put it on the stand. I, I almost <laughs> chuckled to myself and I put it on the stand and I walk, walk and take my helmet off and he's, he's scraping mud. He's <laughs> doing all this stuff. So he's, uh, you can definitely see that he's that he's happy and mom came out to the track and she's just she's stoked to see me back riding and having fun and that that's the end goal that's that's the thing i just want to i want to have fun and bring the enjoyment back into it there's you get so caught up with everything it seems mm -hmm. like you almost forget that the sport is fun it's uh it, it's it's hard to find that balance Yep. No, it's, uh, it's, I think every rider goes through exactly that, uh, that balance trying to find that that's, that's what happens to everyone, I think. So it's, uh, it's happens to some people sooner or later, but, uh, yeah, it's good when you find that and you end up having fun and more than likely going faster. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, already with the fifth day on the bike, I, I feel like I'm slowly making gains and it, uh, again, it just comes down to having fun. I, 
I go out there and I do my stuff. And then at the end of the day, I, I go throw some whips and have some fun. But even during my motos, like before it was always like, I was so, so focused on trying to go fast and do everything perfect where now, like if I make a mistake, I don't really care. I, I'll make it up somewhere else and, you know, I'll throw some whips and have some fun during the motos. And, you know, that's what keeps it fun and makes the time go by quicker for me anyways. And I, uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not beating myself up and I'm just happy with the progress that I make every day rather than wondering and having to have my trainer harp at me saying that I'm doing something wrong or I need to do this different. It's, uh, it's just me staring at a watch when my, when my dad or mom isn't there to tell me how many more laps I got to do. So over a jump, I look how many minutes I got left and just keep plugging away. <laughs> All right, Brock. Well, why don't we uh, leave it there? Um, I mean, man, great to talk to you. Been, uh, it's been too long and I know we tried to hook up a few other times there, but it uh, didn't work out. So I'm glad we finally got to have this chat so we can find out what the heck you're up to, what your plans are. And that's, uh, that's all pretty exciting. I mean, do you want to, um, do you want to thank some people? Yeah, no, for sure. I would uh, just like to give a huge thanks to obviously my parents for supporting me and sticking behind me and sticking behind my choices. I'd like to thank Redline Powercraft, Kawasaki Canada, um, Strict Gear, 100% Goggles, uh, Iron Creek Rentals. Who else do we got? We got Score on Davy and Score on King. Um, we still got a lot to, a lot of sponsors that I'm trying to fill in here and still got some things in the works. So <laughs> as of right now, those are kind of the main, main confirmed ones. And then just like to thank my girlfriend as well for always being behind me as well. So just everyone, man, friends, family, everyone that's, uh, that's been behind me and gave, gave me all the good talks and everything when I was hurt and for reaching out and it just, it means a lot. So. I'm uh, I'm happy to say that I'm I'm back racing and I'm I'm ready to get the season rolling. That's for sure. All right. Well, that's awesome, Brock. Well, uh, why don't we leave it there? And I guess uh, we will be seeing you in uh, at round one in Calgary. And we'll uh, have to stop by the Littner. I'm, it's going to be the motorhome. I'll have to stop by the Littner motorhome for a coffee, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys there. Yeah, no, for sure. You can you can come to a different destination where the motorhome will be, but my van will be be by itself. I I, I know that's how it's gonna be, and that's that's how I want it to be. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that that's how it is. But you, you can definitely come come step by the motorhome and have a coffee for sure. Yeah. All right, buddy. Hey, good luck getting back at it. Uh, enjoy the whole process of the whole thing, and uh, yeah, keep it fun. And we'll see you in Calgary. Awesome. Thank you very much, Billy. I appreciate it. Okay, man. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.